Well, hey, everybody, it's Gary and Drew. It is time for an edition of Screen Time. We took last week off, and I'm sure that we were just greatly missed. So worry no more. We are back. And we're here to talk about Perry Mason in, his, in its second season on HBO. Drew's a big fan. Of course, he grew up watching the original Perry Mason. He's a little bit older than me, so I don't remember the original. But I do remember Raymond I Burr. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. That's all you need to know. But uh, with Matthew Reese, formerly of The Americans, uh, taking over the role, it's a whole new look on Perry Mason and yeah. how how his career began. So it takes place in 1932 in Los Angeles. And Drew, why do you find this part so or this version so appealing? Well, for, you have to go back because, you know, it started out as novels. Earl Stanley Gardner was a lawyer in California. And he started writing novels, and he, he came up with Perry Mason because that was the name of a publisher or something back then. And it's a great name. It's a great name. He kept, yeah, it is. It's fantastic. And he, he, he would write these things, you know, the case of such and such. And, and Perry Mason was like this guy who just took on the toughest cases and, you know, helped the downtrodden. And, and there really wasn't anything about his family background or his own background we didn't know much about him and you know it became fodder for film and then television and it was a big show when i was a kid you know perry mason with raymond burr it had della street and paul drake and you know hamilton burger um and you know he always won i used to make fun of it because i thought how how does uh, Hamilton Berger get reelected DA every four years when he loses every case. But um, it was such a, you know, in cla it was classic 60s stuff. So it was the same thing over and over again. And gee, Perry, we can't do that. Paul Drake would always say that when, you know, he would say, hey, can you go get me this? And do that? Well, gee, Perry, I can't do that. I'll lose my license. <laughs> so, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife, I think, are, are behind this. They are. Susan, actually, just if I may interject for a minute. Yeah, sure. Drew and I were talking before. Watch the behind-the-scenes episodes or watch the little three, two, three-minute little video presentations they have of the making of or on the set. Because Susan Downey is, is in it, and she explains it and talks yeah. about it. And it's really interesting, and I always find that part fascinating. So, um, yes, the Downeys are very involved. And he was supposed to be it. Robert Downey Jr. was going to be Perry Mason, but he couldn't because of some scheduling conflicts. But I love what they did. They, first of all, they said it like 20 years uh, in the past compared to the novels even, I think. Um, certainly the TV show. And I love that it's, you know, L.A. in that in-between wars, you know, and... You know, unlike the novels, he's a World War One veteran, and with with it's not a dishonorable discharge, but he he, you know, did something that caused him to get kicked out, and he's kind of a, you know, he, he screws up, he loses his his family's dairy farm because he forgets to pay the taxes, rides around on a motorcycle. He's sort of a detective in the first season then becomes a lawyer when he has to by taking the bar. He studies for two weeks and takes the bar. doesn't work that way these days. Um, and I just like it. It has a really good – I didn't love the first season. I liked it, but I didn't love it at the end. But I really like this season, and 
I think it had like some serious Chinatown vibes. You know, you think back to the great sure. Polanski film and, and uh, Jack Nicholson. And, and it has that. And I love all that stuff. So it, it uh, you know, it just appeals to me. I think it's it's definitely worth checking out. I thought season one, when he was dealing with a religious cult sort of yeah. situation and a missing child, it was just a little off-centered. Like they were trying to go outside the box. They were trying to make it quirky and different. And I thought they just missed by a smidge. You know, it just got a little too weird to the point that it took you out of the moment, right? Like, yeah, it did. It, it and, took you out and, of the moment, like, okay, this is kind of not working. And that was yeah. too bad because if it had, it would have been great. And in this season, he's still haunted by that. Right. Uh, and, you know, the woman who's accused of killing her own child is in sort of in this. And, um, you know, I just like, first of all, look at the characters. Perry Mason rides a motorcycle. He's not like this goody two-shoes like the Perry Mason, you know, Raymond Burr. He, you know, Della Street is gay in 1933 Los Angeles and obviously in the closet. And Hamilton Berger's also gay in 1933 and in the closet. And, and in fact, she's his beard. Like they go out as a couple. Right. And nobody's supposed to know, although people I think do know. Uh, Paul Drake, you know, the detective, is black, a former cop. And, he, you know, Perry kind of recruits him to be the detective. Um, they're just all interesting characters. And, and Hope Davis plays Camilla, this rich woman in this season. And she's very good and a good villain. Um, Shea Wiggum, I'm a huge fan of Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum plays uh, Strickland. Type of guy. Pete Strickland. He's kind of always He's he's got his hands in everything. He works for the cops as an investigator, but he's friends with Perry, so you don't know which side he's on half the time. It just makes it interesting. Uh, I just thought it, and, and, you know, it's about the murder of a guy named Brooks McCutcheon, Brooks McCutcheon, who's the son of this guy, Lydell McCutcheon, who's rich as all hell, and the kid wants to bring, he's not a kid, but you know what I mean? The young the son wants to bring a baseball team. He's built a stadium, a Cutchin Stadium. They want to bring a, a baseball team to Los Angeles because, you know, back then Los Angeles wasn't big. And that's his thing. And he gets murdered and two Mexican brothers are accused. And it goes from there. But there's more to it. The best heroes, as you have always said, are the reluctant ones. That's why Bruce Willis and Die Hard, mm. Die Hard 1 through 80 is always so good because he doesn't need to be the hero, but when he realizes nobody else will do it, yeah. he's like, oh, well, somebody's going to do it. The thing and with, in this, it's interesting because Perry starts out only doing civil cases. Right, because he's haunted by last year's case. Mm. And he can't stay away. And you mentioned about Reese. He's he's, and it's so hard, I think, to write compelling heroes because it's very easy because of the way we've been exposed to so much content to be cliche. It would be the way Reese plays him and the way this is created and written. He's not cliche, no. but he it could be if somebody didn't do it right, like they are. 
you know, yeah. because he checks all the boxes. He has a past. He's damaged. Uh, yet he's likable. Uh, at the end of the day, he divorced, always divorced, which back in the thirties was like, you right. Know, divorced. Right. Um, he's at the end of the day, he does the right thing. And despite all his flaws, you still root for him. Yeah. And to me, that is very hard to pull off and make authentic because for the past 30 years, that has been a formula, but they do it here. It's done here. They do it here. And again, he's, I hate to make the comparison again, but he's kind of like Nicholson in Chinatown, you know, and right. Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. He's he's a hero, but he's reluctant and he's flawed. And you you love flawed heroes, right? Because they can't be Superman, right? And right, the, the Perry Mason of our youth was uninteresting to me. The shows were interesting because you saw, oh, they're in court and they ask questions and they solve the case. This is, you know, a little deeper. Now, there's a there's a point when he does something that's very unethical in this. And, you know, you know it's going to catch up to him. And it surprises me a little bit. But they used it well. Well, they keep you guessing. You know, to use a Downey example, I think if Downey had played Mason, he would have been terrific. I think he yeah. would have been great. Oh, he's uh, great. I think Reese is great. You know, the one thing about no, so Downey, Downey. Downey would I agree with you. He would have been great. He would have been great. But when Downey took over Iron Man, he changed the game as far as heroes go. Because right. comic book heroes before Iron Man were boring. Superman was boring. Batman was boring. Right? Until you had Downey as Iron Man, flawed greatly, um, they became interesting. And now the heroes are interesting, you know, interesting like that, like Reese's. Now, it's interesting because, as I use the word again, we're also going to talk about The Diplomat, which Carrie Russell is in. And she co-starred with Reese, both in The Americans. So yeah. they both have two big hits out. Also, The Julie Diplomat's Ryland. coming up, folks. We're going to do The Diplomat. Yeah, we're going to do that one. Uh, Julia Rylance. I didn't know this, but she is Mark Rylance's stepdaughter. Yeah. The Academy Award winner, right, from Bridge of Spies. Yeah. So, and she plays Della Street, uh, as you mentioned. She's excellent, by the way. She's and the, other guy, the other guy I want to mention is Eric Lang, who plays Detective Holcomb. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, and I'm glad that he's getting his due, because this is a character actor that, when you look at his IMDb page, he's been in everything. But I first um, became familiar with him as Psychowitz on, when my kids were watching Victorious, which was on Nickelodeon. He played an, as a teenage show, as a kid show. He played a crazy theatrical teacher. Mm. This guy is something else because on the Nickelodeon show, he is crazy, out of his mind, long hair, all over the road, different voice. And in this, you wouldn't even know it was yeah. the same guy. Yeah. He's very good. No, I mean, everybody's good. good. This is the streaming thing again. We talk about this. These actors are all really good. Oh, they're all really good. I mean, I mean, really good. You know, I mean, I think, I think, um, the other thing I like about this, uh, and you can speak more to it, the character of the city, 1932, 1933, Los Angeles, uh, it's very mysterious. At the same time, it's still very romantic. It's very, it's new. And it's, it's, new. Been, it's, it's a great, this, this setting is a great vehicle for a series. And it's L.A. before World War II. 
because after World War II, all those GIs went out west to right. go to the Pacific, and they all fell in love with California. So it really took off then. So this is in between the two, and they didn't take off for the South Pacific in World War I. They went the other way, and it was Germany. And uh, it's an interesting time, because as I said, with the stadium and the, the wanting to bring a baseball team there, which is ahead of its time, because the Dodgers didn't go until what was it, the 50s, right? Oh, sure. Um, it, they weren't a big city. It, it was, the, as they say in this thing, it was laughable. People were laughing at them. They're not going to send a baseball team out there. And, you know, you got to remember travel was obviously difficult, more difficult back then too. So, but this guy, he's, he's a flawed person, Brooks McCutcheon. I was just thinking he of deserved like to die, but he, uh, he was, he was corrupt too. Oh, sure. Um, LA Confidential also did a great yeah. job. With yeah. that, that's so. Listen, we love it. Matthew Reese is great, great cast. Check it out on HBO, HBO Max. Uh, Perry Mason, season number two. With Giuliano, I'm Gary Tangway. Our top five will be coming up later on. Our top five uh, film and television show lawyers will be on the way. For Jerome, Gary Tangway, this has been Screen Time. Movies, streaming, and everything in between. <laughs>